0: This is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag for Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in.
1: So have you started thinking about Christmas yet? I know some of you're probably thinking, "Listen, Joel, it is like November. Like just back it up. Like in the south in the states, they're still celebrating Thanksgiving. We we can't get into Christmas quite yet. But I know there's others who are perhaps, you know, already got their 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 their, their lights up on their house, the the Christmas tree up, you know, you're starting to to think about buying presents or you have presents and you're wrapping presents. I think the real tell if you're into the Christmas season is have you binge watch a bunch of Hallmark Christmas movies as of yet. For us, we are kicking off our Christmas series called Unwrapping Presence, Encountering God at Christmas. This is a series that is going to continue to come back to this one statement, that God is with you. Now, when you, when you hear that, maybe you, you have different reactions to it. For some, you're like, I am totally locked in. I totally know it. I totally experience it. I totally get it. For others, you're like, that has not been an experience in my life. It, it, sure, it's nice. It, it, it's good to hear. But, but this isn't my experience. This series is going to be about unwrapping the presence of God in a real tangible way, in in really in a way of trying to understand, you know, what does it look like to live life with God in the midst of everything we face? And so this is a series that regardless of where you are when it comes to faith, regardless of how long you've been tracking with us, this is a series for you. But I hope it's also a series that you'll consider inviting someone else to join you on. Because at Christmas, it's a time where we, we begin to realize, I believe, our need for something more. And that more, I believe, is found in what we celebrate at Christmas in Jesus. So today I want to kick off by by looking at, at something that often creates a barrier for us in truly experiencing the presence of God with us. But before I get into that, I'm not sure how familiar you are with the Bible, but the Bible is essentially divided up into two parts. You have the Old Testament and you have the New Testament. Now, testament could also be used as the word of covenant. Now, covenant is this idea of being in a relationship that is based upon ongoing promises and commitments. So that's why we often speak of a marriage covenant, right? You 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 get married, you make promises and commitments that don't just simply last the day; they are meant to last the entirety of your life. Well, let's look at the Bible. Essentially, the Bible is all about God's covenant with us, God's promises that are are, are commitments that 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 are ongoing, and the same is our response as well. And what's interesting is within this covenant you see God's presence being with his people as being one of the profound promises that God gives to us. The interesting point is that how God's presence is displayed can often begin to change. Now, I don't know, I don't know about you, but, but, but maybe you've read a little bit of the Old Testament and you've, you've, you've read those encounters where, where God shows up in an incredible way, like with a burning bush for Moses, or in a dream for Joseph, or by a pillar of fire or cloud for the nation of Israel, and you land at a place and think, well, wait a second, um, I haven't had one of those encounters, and so maybe I haven't experienced the presence of God, maybe I'm not spiritual enough. What's interesting is in the Old Testament, the the, the main way that that God's presence is manifest is through the temple. The temple was often referred to as God's resting place. That's why the temple was so important for the nation of Israel. And so sometimes we may land at the place and think, well, wait a second, wait a second. We don't go to a temple, but, but we go to a church. And so when I step into a church, then God's presence is revealed. But that also becomes a bit of a problem because then you think, well, what if I step out of the church and I get back to regular living where I spend most of the rest of my time? Is God present with me then? You see, I think it's so important for us to understand the difference between the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, and the New Testament, the New Covenant, because God's promise to be with us never changes. But the way that it is manifested, the way that it is represented, most certainly does. I want to jump to a passage in the very beginning of the book of John. John was one of the disciples of Jesus. He, he writes one of the first four Gospels. So you have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. This is the start of the New Testament. This is where we start to see the new covenant being ushered in. And I'm going to read this passage that is incredibly poetic. Um, It's a bit of a mouthful, and you may go away and think, like, what the heck did you just say? So just hang with me, because we're going to explain it, because this is a passage that begins to describe beautifully God's presence with us. And so in John chapter 1, verse 1, we read this. It says, in the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. The word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Okay, I get it. I get it. That, that was a bit of a mouthful. But as a bit of a Bible hack, transfer the word Jesus in for the for the word. So it's speaking about Jesus. It's speaking about the reality of Jesus coming into this world. And then it gets amazing. In verse 14, we jump down to this. It says, the word or Jesus became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. In the Old Covenant, God's presence was often manifested in very specific ways. Through fire, or through a pillar of clouds, or through dreams. In the Old Testament, God's presence was often represented through the temple. But in the New Testament, in the New Covenant, we see that this is all changed. That God's presence is not found in a place, it's found in the person of Jesus. That's why at Christmas we we, we sing that song Emmanuel, which means God with us. I love the words of John. It says, Jesus made his home among us. You see, God's promise to be with us has never changed, but the way in which it is played out has most certainly has changed. That it's in Jesus that God is with us. Now, maybe you're at home and you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, I get it. That, that's beautiful. That's really helpful. Uh, but question, I got a bit of a problem. Um, I don't see Jesus. <laughs> like if I was living in the first century, I was one of his disciples and I could see Jesus. I could touch Jesus. I could talk to Jesus. I could ask Jesus questions. Then, then yes, I get it. I would understand his presence. What does that begin to look like? It's interesting, is as you look at the New Testament, look at the very end of the Gospels, in the Gospel of Matthew, something significant happens. That at the end, you you understand how this plays out. Jesus was crucified. Then three days later, he was risen from the grave. And then he came back and he spent time with the disciples. And the disciples, let's be honest, were, were over the moon. Because when Jesus died, they thought, hope is gone life is gone. Like Jesus is no longer with us. And then when Jesus came back to life, they're like, yes, yes, Jesus is with us again. But then after a span of almost just over a month, Jesus leaves them again physically. It's when we talk about Jesus ascended into heaven. And there must have been great confusion. There must have been great worry. There must have been great like, wait a second, Jesus, you can't go. You can't go. Like, like you promised to be with us. Like you can't go. And at the very end of it, in Matthew 28, 20, Jesus says this, remember, remember, I will be with you always to the very end of this age. Well, what is Jesus talking about? Jesus is talking about the gift of his presence being revealed through his spirit, the, the Holy Spirit, God with us. I... I hope real quickly we, we, we see this transition. In the Old Covenant, we, we see God's presence revealed through the temple. In the New Covenant, we see God's presence revealed through Jesus, but then even more so, the very presence of God being revealed through the Spirit that is not only with us, but is also in us. Like that, That's why the, the, the New Covenant is so far superior to the old covenant that the presence of god is not limited to a space but is found in the person of jesus can be experienced in our life as well you may know this you may believe this but i think at times there is a barrier for us to truly experience this that when that when we think of unwrapping the presence of God, of knowing the Spirit of God at work within us, there becomes a barrier. Here you see a well—not really a beautifully wrapped gift. I—I I did it this morning, but—but but imagine this is a gift that I want to give to you, and that you need to unwrap this gift in order to receive what is inside. I give it to you, and you think, okay, this is this is super easy. This is this is no problem, but. But imagine I say, listen, I'm, I'm going to add a little bit of a hitch to it. When unwrapping the gift, I want you to put on oven mitts. <laughs> this becomes a bit of a barrier. This becomes a bit of a problem. Like, surely I can get at it, but, but it becomes problematic. It becomes frustrating. It comes to a place where I suddenly think, you know what, maybe, maybe, maybe what's in this gift isn't, isn't really worth it in the first place. And so because of the barrier of the oven mitts, we don't fully experience the gift inside. I often wonder, when it comes to the presence of God, we use our circumstances as evidence. And that is problematic. That is like trying to unwrap the presence of God with the barrier of oven mitts. It it, kind of goes like this. This, this, this idea that, 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 that when life is going well, when when, when things are good, we, we talk about how God has blessed us, how I experience the presence of God. And we, we talk about it in the good times. But when life takes a bit of a turn, when difficulties come, when hardships arise, when pain becomes a part of life, we almost think, God, are you there? God, do you even care? And what we start to do is we equate our circumstances as the evidence for God's presence. And so when we hear a promise of Jesus saying, I will be with you always, we think, it doesn't really ring true for me. And so how do we respond? How do we get out of the place of thinking that my circumstances are the evidence for God's presence or not in my life? It's going back To the promises of Jesus. When Jesus says, I will be with you always, there's there's a greater promise that actually backs it up. I mean, think about it for a moment. We we all make promises. We all have people who make promises to us. And, And then the measure and the weight we put towards the promises people make is really based upon their past, based upon their reliability. I mean, We all have people in our lives who make promises and who consistently break promises. And so when they make a new promise to you, you think, yeah, right, (laughs) we'll see. But then there's those people who are incredibly reliable. People who have made promises and have been faithful and they are trustworthy. And so when they make promises, you lock in and are like, I am going to rest in this promise because I know they have been reliable. I know they have been faithful because of their past, because of their track record. Do you ever ever wonder why the death and resurrection of Jesus is so important? Yes, yes, it represents God's love and God's goodness. It, 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 It represents the hope that we have. But don't miss the fact that the death and resurrection of Jesus is the ultimate promise that had been Fulfilled. Jesus in his ministry had been telling his disciples numerous times everything that was going to happen, how he was going to go to Jerusalem, how he'd be handed over to the authorities, how he'd be, how he'd be wrongfully condemned, he'd be spit upon, beaten, eventually crucified. But then he said over and over again, On the third day I will rise again. Like why why is that so important? Because Jesus was making a promise, and everything that had happened previously and everything that was yet to come hinged on this promise. And the very fact that Jesus died and rose again fulfills the fact that Jesus was trustworthy. He was reliable. You see, the death and resurrection of Jesus don't just simply speak to God's love and goodness. It speaks this incredible promise that had been fulfilled. And so that when Jesus says, I will be with you always, even when life doesn't seem to be going well, what do we do? Do we turn to the circumstances as evidence? No. We go back to the cross. We go back to the resurrection in reminding ourselves again that Jesus was faithful there. He will be faithful now as well. I mean, look at the example of the early church. Their lives were by no means marked by the easy road. They faced trouble, persecution, torture, and even death. But they continued to believe that God was with them. That Jesus promise of I will be with you always was what sustained them. Why? Because of Jesus' death, because of his resurrection. They're reminded again of the faithfulness of Jesus. And so what about you? Listen, I'll be honest. Too often I can allow my circumstances to indicate the presence or lack thereof of God. But that's why I need to refocus. I need to bring my attention back to Jesus and hold to the truth of his promise to be with me always, always to the very end of time. And when I find myself doubting, when I find myself uncertain, I go back to Jesus' death and resurrection and find the hope in that to sustain me in whatever I am facing Today. Well, next number of weeks, we're gonna unpack this even further. Next week, we're gonna look on how do we how do we discover the presence of God in 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 places where nothing seems to be happening? In two weeks, we're we're gonna dive into how do we unpack the presence of God in places where we are hurting. And so I hope you'll join us. I hope you'll invite someone to join you as you watch together and begin to experience, in real ways, the very presence of Jesus. So this week, this week, I want to give you a little bit of a, a mental hook, a bit of a life hack to help you remember again this promise of Jesus to be with you always. One of the things I love about Christmas are Christmas lights, see them on our trees, we see them on our homes, we see them illuminating the streets of the communities in which we live. You know, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. In the passage we read in John, it says that Jesus shines and brings away the darkness. May the Christmas lights be a mental hook for you that maybe it'll recall to you the promise of Jesus that I am with you always. For Jesus is the light of the world. This week, this week, as you reflect upon Christmas lights, will you reflect upon God's goodness in your life, his presence in your life? Don't allow the circumstances of life to be the evidence of, for God either being with you or for you. Trust that because of Jesus, his death and his resurrection, he will be with you as he has promised in this moment and in all the moments yet to come. Will you join me as I pray? And so Lord Jesus, I thank you again for the promises that you give to us. I think specifically of those that are watching today. I don't know the circumstances of their life. But Jesus, may they know that you do. May they experience your presence with them. May they not allow the the difficulties to, to bring them to a place of thinking that you don't care or you're not there. May they experience in a profound way your presence. This week, may may we not be distracted, but may we continue to fix our eyes upon you, the one who promises to be with us always in the midst of all of life. And so it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And so now may the blessing and love of God, the Father Almighty, May the grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ and may the peace and comfort and the presence of the Holy Spirit be with you today and in all of your tomorrows. Amen.
0: and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B.ca.